0: Welcome back to another episode of Highly Undisputed's Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Garrett. I am here with my co-host, Andrew. Today we're tackling some wide receiver rankings, and we're going to do a mock draft for you guys because we're close enough to mock draft season now. I think that a lot of leagues are probably going to be drafting within the next week, so we figured we'd get one right out here, and you guys, we'll post it. And you guys can see what it looks like. I recommend everybody does a mock draft. To begin with, anyways, so kind of disappointed. Why? Hey, hey, hey! I I <laughs> wanted to change it up, go with something. Th- I don't want to do the same thing every week, you know. I, I I like to work with a wide variety of options. Understandable. You know, I'm not the same. Ooh, you know, I don't I don't do that thing. So that's that's not my thing.
1: Consistency is key, my friend.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes it's good to mix it up. It's good.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So we're starting with our wide receiver rankings.
0: Yeah, we're just going to do 1 to 15 today. I fi- Did we agree on
1: 45? We're going to do a 45. Yeah, we'll do 1 to 15, 16 to 30, 31 to 45 within the next 3 weeks. Cuz I figured end of August is like the prime draft draft place. So I mean, that'll give us the 24th will be our our last of our receivers and then we'll do tight ends along with kickers and defenses the week after that. So, we'll get everything in time for the end of the month. That gives you two weeks to listen to our rankings and be able to draft, so it'll be perfect. So you want to kick it off uh, 15, or you want to start right at the top where everyone pretty much knows? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start right at the beginning,
0: a very okay. good place to start. And anybody got any disputes with Tyreek Hill as the number one fantasy wide receiver? No. Any issues going once, going twice? Guys, if Tyreek Hill's on the board and all their good running backs are gone, your pick should be Tyreek Hill. That's, that shouldn't even be a question. Just shouldn't be. He's, he's going to have a monster I would year. I wouldn't be able
1: to make a case for Devontae Adams. Uh, I,
0: yeah, you can make the case too, but um, I would much rather have Tyreek Hill. I think the touchdowns, I think the yards is going to be pretty ridiculous me, this let year. Let me throw a stat out there for sure. you.
1: Since twenty seven, and this is why I would be fine with Devontae Adams. Since 2017, Tyreek Hill is tied with Devontae Adams for the most multi-touchdown games at the wide receiver position. The only reason I have him at number one is because Patrick Holmes is a surefire quarterback for him. For years to come, as long as Tyreek Hill is on the Chiefs, so I mean, he's my number one. I mean, even in fantasy or even in dynasty startups, he'd probably be my number one as well. So, and then obviously I have Devontae Adams at two with giving you that stat.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody has any questions with Devontae Adams at two. Yeah, I don't think uh, you're gonna have much of a dispute. I have Stephon Diggs at three. I Any have issues there? Stephon Diggs at three. All right, and that we is are the end of my tier one of wide receivers. Yes, that is the same thing for me. I have those three in the tier one. I would say that. Would you agree with me that Diggs probably has, maybe the highest ceiling, but also the lowest floor of those three?
1: Yes, but I would say that Tyreek Hill has the best ceiling to floor or ratio out of all of these wide receivers. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I
0: think that Diggs can get higher than Hill, though. Would yeah, you, would you yeah, agree yeah, with that? So I, I, I think I, Diggs might be able to have more catches, especially in a PPR league. Like I think he's someone that could potentially average like 12 to
1: 13 catches a game. Diggs is seven, not even seven, probably less than seven, just a few more touchdowns away from being the number one fantasy wide receiver. He was just lacking touchdowns last year. He had all of the yardage. So, I mean, if, if Josh Allen feels like airing the ball out more and getting more passing touchdowns, we'll be fine.
0: Well, that's the thing, because... Like, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams in the red zone, they're threats. Like, those guys are threats in the red zone. The problem with the Bills' offense in the red zone is Josh Allen. Like, he's going to run the ball a lot down there, and they're going to utilize him. And they have tight end packages, and they have other receivers that they're going to spread the ball out to. And Diggs isn't really the biggest guy, and he's also not the qu- the quickest guy. Like, that's where Hill gets a lot of his touches. Like, they run him on jet sweeps, and they run him on – actually, it's just a jet sweep, yeah, on a reverse or something like that. Like, Those are things that he can run. Devontae Adams is a freak of nature, and, you know, he can make tight, tough, contested catches. That's not really Diggs' game. Like, Diggs is more of a burner, but, you know, a between-the-20s guy, and he's got to break one for a touchdown. So I would say that that's why I think he's number three, but, you know, still a solid play at wide receiver if you have him. Who do you have at four? I think this is where we might start to break up
1: a little bit. I have DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Okay, so we're still on the same same path here. I got D-Hop as well. I mean, it's just the output that he's going to have is ridiculous. Yeah. I
1: mean, you're also seeing number two start to flow into Arizona as well. A.J. Green is supposedly being performing amazing at camp. So there's another...
0: I don't really buy much into
1: that. But, I I mean, still. Right. The problem with me with the
0: Arizona uh, offense is, at the end of the day, like it's DeAndre Hopkins and then it's everybody else. And you know he's getting the targets first. Like I like Christian Kirk. I'm a big Christian Kirk fan. He's the number two. Christian Kirk's a deep ball guy. A.J. Green, is he going to be healthy for more than nine weeks? Like, in all seriousness, like, is he going to be healthy? That's, you know, so I don't rely on any of those guys to really take t- touches away from D-Hop, and I think the volume is just going to be there. Like, he is – I think he led the league last year in third-down targets. Like, third down, they're throwing it to him. It's, it's just going to him. It is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. I I don't I, – I think he's the – I think he's the most stable to be a target at every single down of every single play for Arizona more than Tyreek Devante and Stefan Diggs, because I mean, you're Kyler has the chance to run, but who else is he? Who else is he really going to be looking at? And in Kansas city, you have Travis Kelsey in green Bay. I mean, you still at least have Aaron Jones, and Robert, Tunyan, Robert Tunyon to Alan be Lazard. looking at. Yeah. In Buffalo, it's, it's, it's kind of D-Hop and on are the same kind of guy. It's where those are the number ones, and the step below is, like, it's it's a huge risk Cole for to just not throw it to my number one. Yeah, right. Dawson Knox, yeah.
0: Cole Beasley. Like, the, the secondary options there aren't quite as good. Number five. Actually, I had one more question about D-Hop. Okay. So, would you agree with me that Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs are all first-round picks, in your opinion? First round of a draft. 12-team?
1: 10-team. No. No, not in a 10-team. Okay, no, because you got to think the top six running backs are gonna go, and then you have two of them will go. But I I've seen I've seen Devontae Adams and Steph. I've seen Tyreek Hill fall to the second, and Devontae Adams go number one, and or like Diggs goes number one sometimes. So I think the likelihood that all three of them go in the first round is unlikely because there are some people that are gonna be like, oh well, I'd rather have Aaron Jones than. Tyreek Hill, which is a fair would argument. You, okay,
0: so would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Aaron Jones? Just personally.
1: In a 10 team? Yeah, in a 10 team. Uh, so I'm assuming I'm picking at pick like 8, 9, 10. About 8, yeah. I would probably take Tyreek Hill and then hope okay. that like, Austin Eckler is still on the board when it comes back to me. But, so at,
0: at what point in the running back selections are you going after Hill? Oh, So I think so, we all agree that the top six are about the same. I think it's the big three, and then it goes either Saquon, Kamara, Nick Chubb, and I don't know if you consider Zeke in that group.
1: I And then I've, I think there's a drop-off. I've gone after Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones has moved up my rankings a little bit. I would take Tyreek Hill over Nick Chubb. You would take Hill over Nick Chubb. It, okay, It's probably after the six running backs go, and I mean six as McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, Zeke and Aaron Jones and after that I'm I'm probably targeting Tyreek Hill so so
0: over Saquon as well yeah so you look at Hill more valuable even in a PPR with Saquon oh he's especially gonna especially a PPR okay PPR, okay Hill. okay I, I, a non-what now now what about Devonte Adams I'm not gonna ask you about Stefan Diggs but I think Devonte Adams has a case where would you where in the running back group would you start to look at him? Because that for might me
1: be where I look at like a Nick Chubb, but it still might even be Devonta Adams. For, for me. me, running back is always priority to me.
0: So Tyreek Hill doesn't Tyreek Hill and Devonte Adams don't come off the board for me until Zeke is gone. Like I need every oh, yeah, single no, one of those guys gone, and be, like Zeke Saquon Nick Chubb, I need all those guys gone before I can start looking at a okay. wide receiver. That's where I am.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to jump to my number five. We've been we've been right on on the number. F- top four i have aj brown at five i have calvin ridley at five you have calvin ridley okay so we have some variants here yes aj brown to me i had him higher until julio was traded to them
1: aj brown was my prediction to finish number one at fantasy wide receiver position before julio jones joined the titans i wouldn't have ranked him number one right now he would have been four but he's dropped to my Third tier with the presence of Julio Jones, but I mean, I would still love to have AJ Brown on my team no matter what. So I had him three until the Julio
0: Jones trade. I moved him to five. The only reason he hasn't fallen farther is because I still think that the production is going to be there. I still think the targets are going to be there and the touchdowns are going to be there. Like, he's a touchdown machine. He finds ways into the end zone. He's a freak of nature. It's his third season in the league. I think he's going to be healthy this year, which he hasn't been healthy his first two years. He's had minor injuries that have kind of held him up. I think that that's going to be a big thing for him. I think just another year in the offense, and they're going to be better in play action just because of Julio. So Corey Davis and John U. Smith aren't taking targets from him. Sure, Julio's taking targets from him, but Julio's also the kind of guy that will take three targets a game, and he can work with that. So I still have A.J. Brown ranked pretty high. I think the volume is really what I'm looking at with him. It, it's got to go somewhere in Tennessee, and I think he's where the value is going to be.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people are probably looking at my pick of Calvin Ridley going. Well, hey Andrew, you had yeah, that's uh, bullshit because Matt Ryan not finishing very well, but uh, wide receivers can finish very well with a very bad quarterback finishing in fantasy football, and you know it, so don't even try to convince me of otherwise. I like think, Calvin Ridley, but I don't like Matt Ryan. You got to think. Out of here. You got to think Calvin Ridley could finish every single game with 125 yards and and two touchdowns. And guess what? Matt Ryan can finish that game with 175 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, so we'll, that's all right. It, it's it's we'll get to that. It's a very fair like judgment that Calvin Ridley can still finish as a top five fantasy wide receiver, and Matt Ryan can finish in the bottom bottom half of every single fantasy quarterback
0: fair enough i moved calvin ridley down because julio's not there anymore so
1: yeah uh number six dk metcalf dk metcalf we're
0: we're on the same page again i this is where so i have the top three in their own category
1: i will say that dk metcalf scares me as a fantasy wide receiver because we see russell wilson falls off typically at the end of the end of the year We've seen some hints of of DK letting pressure get to him, but we've also seen hints of DK absolutely balling out like we know DK can. I mean, he's been compared to Calvin Johnson a lot, which I very much disagree with, but I mean, it takes a lot to be compared to Calvin Johnson in a lot of people's eyes, I would hope at least, but he scares me a little bit, but I, I still have to recognize greatness in a fantasy aspect and say that he's number six.
0: So again, I look at DK and same thing with AJ Brown. I think target share is going to be there. I think he's going to be on the field. I think production, touchdowns, big playability. I like every single one of those things. I think he's been healthy, which is always a big thing. Like you, you don't want to draft wide wide receivers that are nicked all the time. That's that's a really ch- a real challenge. I will say this about DK. I agree with you on the idea that the Seattle Seahawks offense tends to slip off at the end of the year. They tend to go more run heavy for some reason. I'm hoping they can fix that. I still would not see, I've heard some stuff with people in mock drafts taking DK Metcalf at the end of the first round. 1,000 no, 1, percent disagree all. with that. Do not do that. DK I I've, can fall I to have the seen end of it the second round. I've, yeah, DK Metcalf, end of the second round kind of pick. That's where I'm looking at with him. Don't go early on DK. Do not go I still think the value is there. I still think he has top six value. If he finished top three, I wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked if he finishes as, top, as a top three wide receiver in fantasy next year, but do not reach on him. There's there's still a lot of value at the wide receiver position that you can make up ground with.
1: Yeah. Uh, number seven. I have Justin Jefferson. I have Justin
0: Jefferson. We are just nailing these today. I love it.
1: <laughs> the AC joint doesn't doesn't. No, I'm good on that at all. Good. He'll be perfect by week one. I am a little bit nervous of a sophomore slump, which happens more often than you would think. Well. Not really. I can't remember the stat to be exact, but... uh, The wide receivers that... Rookie wide receivers that finished in the top 36, I think 19 of them have had better years, and... It's 19 out of
0: 21, I think. There's only been two guys that haven't finished. It's
1: it's 24, and 19 of them have done better the year after, one of which was an amazing year that... that It's just... I'm nervous of a sophomore slump, but I'm wouldn't. I'm not i not going to be surprised if it I don't, doesn't happen.
0: I'm not worried about the sophomore slump at all. I'm just also stay worried healthy. about Kirk Cousins slump, too. I, so. I don't, that doesn't really bother me because they don't really have any other options to throw the ball to. I mean, I like Irv Smith. I like Adam Thielen, but we're seeing decline in Adam Thielen, and Justin Jefferson was on the rise last year. He was incredibly good. We saw the production. It was there as a rookie. I'm not worried about him not getting better this year. I, I think it's just going to
1: be there. No concern for me. Yeah. That is the end of my tier two. Tier three yes. is, is where my number eight starts. I am also end of my tier two. And I have A.J. Brown to lead off my tier three. Okay, I have Keenan Allen. Okay. So
0: we already did A.J. Brown. If you have anything to add on that. No, I, think I, just, I just think dominant I wide receiver. It. Uh, Keenan Allen, for me, the only downside with him is potential injury. I think the volume is going to be ridiculous with him. I think Herbert's going to take a step forward this year. I think... This is going to be one of Allen's best seasons. I also think that the emergence of Mike Williams in training camp should help Keenan Allen because Mike Williams is pretty good at taking the top off the defense, and if he's able to do that, that should open some more things up in the slot for Keenan, and I think he'll be able to find the red zone a couple more times this year. He really he didn't have a lot of touchdowns last year. I, I don't think he was very high. I think he only had like eight or nine, and I could see if like you add three to that total, that could really boost his impact in fantasy. So Keenan Allen, I think, is a good target to look for somewhere in the third or the fourth round for me in a 10-team. Deeper leagues, you know, second, third. But, you know, we're just going to focus on a 10-team league for right now. And you you had A.J. Brown. Yep. So number nine is Calvin Ridley for me. My number nine is Terry McLaurin. Okay. I have Terry McLaurin in 10th. McLaurin 10th. Okay. So go ahead, do your Terry spiel. I know how much you love him. I,
1: I see Terry McLaurin as the wide receiver that – most reflects what Calvin Ridley did last year in fantasy as that breakout wide receiver that can finish top five and I have him honestly finishing in the top five at the end of the year I mean he has a better quarterback he he he's been a very dominant sort of inconsistent wide receiver with all the bad quarterbacks that he's had over the past two years so I see him kind of upping his game with the emergence of Ryan Fitzpatrick you've added Curtis Samuel to the offense Antonio Gibson was a breakout running back you still have Logan Thomas so There's a lot of target shares to go around, but I'm still not worried because that just means less coverage on Terry McLaurin and a lot more deep beaters. So he is a guy that I am absolutely targeting, and I will not lie, in every single mock draft I've done, I haven't been able to get him once. So
0: I'm kind of upset about that, but... I think Terry's going to be a tough get. I think people saw the production last year with the addition of Curtis Samuel, that's just going to be tough to lock in on him. I think people are going to reach hard on him. Honestly, any of these top 10 guys for me, a lot of people are going to reach on. Like they just are because that's the nature of the wide receiver position. People want to take them sooner, even though there's a lot of value. Like I get down to like 25 and there's some Tampa guys still on the board. Like who wouldn't want a piece of that offense? You know, there's, there's plenty of value at that position. So my advice when drafting wide receiver is don't ever reach on a guy. Just, Just let the draft come to you at that position.
1: Last year, Terry saw the ninth most targets at the wide receiver position, and he was also battling a high ankle sprain along with quarterbacks like Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen throwing him the ball. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick can give him that ninth most wide receiver targets, I I don't see how he can't finish top five with the amount of production he'll just get in that offense. Your number 10. Allen Robinson.
0: Okay, I have him a little lower on the board. I have him twelve, so we can do him now. He's uh, another ahead.
1: one that scares me because of the lack of knowledge in the quarterback position. But uh, the targets are going to be there. I mean, the only other player on that whole entire team that's going to be taking targets away from him is, uh, in my opinion, Darnell Mooney. I don't, I don't see Cole Komet getting any. I was just going to say, don't sleep on Cole Kmet. I don't see Cole Komet getting very many, getting very many targets at all. So, Allen Robinson has probably a very very not very low floor but a low floor but a very high ceiling uh, the amount of targets that he's going to get alone is just what's boosting him up my boards I've
0: always been kind of scared of Allen Robinson not usually a guy I like to target but I could see this season I, I got I gotta have him 12th um, but I could see this season if Justin Fields kind of progresses you know he one of the things with Fields coming out of the draft was he likes to lock on to one specific guy. Well, if that guy's Allen Robinson, like chances are he's gonna get a lot of targets this year. And it's not Mitch Trubisky. Like it's not Mitch Trubisky. No. So you know what? I'm gonna I would say run the risk. You know, if you're looking for a wide receiver one, I think Allen Robinson can be a wide receiver one. He has that upside. You know, week in and week out, he's usually pretty consistent. I think that's something I have liked about him. He doesn't always get the top-end numbers, but he's generally very consistent in his overall numbers.
1: Yeah, and luckily, no fantasy wide receiver is going to have Mitch Trubisky throwing them the ball barring a Josh Allen injury, so there's that's not a thing we really have to worry about at all. Um, who was your number 10? My number 10 was Terry. Okay. Uh,
0: my number 11 is a reach. This is Chris Godwin. This is really not based off of last season. This is off of just gut feeling and what the offense started to look like at the end of the year, the Tampa offense is loaded, and Tom Brady likes to throw to the guy that is open, the right read. Mike Evans is the number one wide receiver on that team. We all know that. He's going to be the one that draws the number one corner. Antonio Brown is an incredible threat. You can't single coverage him, or you can't at least not keep an eye on him. To me, Chris Godwin is the guy that is going to get the yards, the targets, and the touchdowns. That's just kind of where I'm at with him. He's got massive big playability. Brady really went to him in the playoffs. He had the most catches in the playoffs of anybody on the Tampa roster. He led them in yardage. He led them in touchdowns. I have to buy in that, into that somewhere. Like that, that counts for something to me that it, at the end of the year it clicked. And last year, I thought Godwin was going to be the guy, but he fought with injuries all season. He didn't get to practice. You know, so that was a tough year for him. I see a massive bounce back coming, and again, it's another contract year. He's playing on the uh, on the franchise tag. I could see a big year out of him. So I'm kind of high on Chris Godwin right now.
1: Uh, Um, he's not on my top fifteen.
0: I didn't think he would be. He was. I looked in a lot of places. He was ranked like twentieth, seventeenth, somewhere in that slot. Yeah. Um, But I'm. I gotta have one guy in here that I feel like could be a lot of upside, and. I see a lot of upside with him just because I think he's going to get a lot of targets. I think Brady's going to utilize him like he did in the playoffs.
1: No, I get that. I, and that I have that kind of player, a little bit of a stretch at my number 15. So, I mean, we'll talk about another player that has that kind of high-end ability but is a little bit of a stretch where he's drafted. My number 11 is Keenan Allen. So, I mean, we don't really need okay. to talk about him much more. My number 12, though, is Mike Evans, the other fantasy wide receiver in Tampa. If you want consistency at the fantasy wide receiver position – Look nowhere other than Mike Evans. Whoa, whoa, whoa
0: wait a minute. Consistency? Yes, Hang on. I mean All right, consistency. Listen, I understand that the overall numbers, and you're probably going to give them.
1: I'm going to the, give them. The
0: overall numbers are great. The week-to-week numbers are the ones that scare the living shit out of me because I've had Mike Evans on I've my fantasy team. I've also had Mike team, Evans. I had and, where
1: he, he had four, three touchdowns in a single game, and then two weeks later he got me a big old goose egg, and he played the whole game.
0: I Listen, Mike Evans has a lot of fantasy production. He has been a 1,000-yard receiver every year he's been in the league. I think he's had almost double-digit touchdowns almost every year. He's for 10-plus touchdowns every single yeah. year of his career. Like he's He is a fantasy monster, but Mike Evans is very hot and very cold. He can have massive games where he has 120 yards and a touchdown, and then he can have one catch, one yard, and a touchdown.
1: We have seen that from him. That in, is rough to work with. In all but two of his professional seasons— he has finished as the in a top twelve fantasy wide receiver position. So I don't see anything really changing. I think he's almost more likely to get more than ten touchdowns this year with Tom Brady looking to him as a red zone target more. So that's why I have Mike Evans higher than Chris Godwin and higher than some guys like CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Lockett, and all of these other guys. So I just like the consistency out of Mike Evans. He scares me. Like you said, you've had him. I had him two years ago. It's I scary- used to call
0: him, it's Mike Evans Hell, because you just, depending on the matchup, you never know what you're going to get with that guy. You just don't. And and I agree. He's,
1: he's a top
0: 12 wide receiver. I actually agree with you. I just think that last year is kind of an anomaly with Brady because he was the only guy that was healthy all year. And if Godwin is healthy, I think Godwin's abilities and his actual skill set kind of show what brady likes in a receiver more than evans evans is a chuck it and go get it kind of guy and that's never really been brady's
1: thing other than with moss last year mike evans had 109 targets and, and, and again that's, that's over or under that for i'm this under year, on that even with the additional game
0: yes i'm under
1: because wow. there was like five weeks
0: where the offensive weapons was mike evans tyler johnson and scotty miller There was three games I know of. I know the Chicago game was was Mike Evans basically by himself. The Giants game was Mike Evans and Gronk with nobody else. And I'm forgetting one, but there was one right after that where it was just Mike Evans because Gronk was out. Like, there was three weeks where it was Mike Evans or bust. And they were three rough weeks for for that offense. Like, it it was rough because they didn't have the other guys. So, with Antonio Brown going to be a full 17 game slate this year, Godwin's getting to practice in preseason. I think that's going to lower Evans' actual targets. I have him a little lower this year. I don't have him in my top 15. I still think he's a very viable fantasy option. He still has wide receiver one potential. Like I'm not saying he doesn't, but I would be lower on him just because of where I've seen Brady utilize wide receivers in the past. He likes slot guys more than he likes outside guys. He just always has. So that's the only reason I'm down on him.
1: All right. That's fair. I, I, I get it, but I just I don't think you can argue against consistency in my mind, so that's why he is number twelve for me. Your okay. number twelve is Alan Robinson, okay. Which we already did. Uh number thirteen. And this is where my tier four starts.
0: I am still in the same tier. Tier three? I'm still in tier three. I have Okay. Actually my Yeah, my entire list here is my tier three. Okay. And then at sixteen my tier four starts. So my I think a lot of these guys are very similar okay. in in their overall stats.
1: My tier four starts at C D Lamb at number thirteen.
0: Not in my top fifteen.
1: Okay. I think this is the guy that's probably a little bit of a reach for me in the top thirteen. But I've
0: seen him ranked lower.
1: I I just like like I said with Justin Jefferson, rookie wide receivers that finish mm-hmm. in the top thirty six, yada yada yada. I, I see a big breakout coming out of C D Lamb. Um The emergence of Dak Prescott coming off of an injury. Amari Cooper is injured. Amari
0: Cooper came off the list today. He is healthy. He practiced fully. Okay. Just today. So that is why I moved CeeDee Lamb back down. I did not know that. I still like Amari Cooper. And when Amari Cooper is healthy, Amari Cooper is a top 15 wide receiver to me. I did
1: not know that. Yeah. So I will slide CeeDee Lamb to like... Out of my 15, and I will bring Amari Cooper in at number 15. Okay,
0: so we have Amari Cooper both at
1: 15 now. Yeah. So that's that.
0: If you want to do CeeDee Lamb still, you can discuss him or we can wait on that. It's just
1: the breakout potential.
0: I, I agree with you. The, I have him lower. I have him 18. I believe I have him 18, but I agree with you. I think the breakout potential, Dax health, is going to be huge. I, I do think, though, if Amari is healthy, Amari is going to dominate in slot and one-on-one coverage like he just does. He's he's one of the best route runners in the league. Dak is a pretty accurate quarterback. I like Amari a little bit more than CD, but don't sleep on CD Lamb. Great option as a number 2 wide receiver. Yeah. So who's your 13? My 13 is Robert Woods. Okay. I think you got to have a piece of the Rams offense and I think he's going to be the one that fits with Stafford the best. I don't really have much of the numbers to go off of. I just kind of like the fit. And I can give you last year's numbers. Yeah, if
1: you want to give me last year's, I don't have them in front of me. 200.1 fantasy points in PPR, 129 targets, 90 receptions, 936 receiving yards, 6 touchdowns, and out of 24 rushing attempts, he had 155 yards and 2 rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, Stafford's a guy that likes to throw the
0: ball. They're going to throw it a lot more than they did with Goff. The running game is obviously going to be hurt a little bit by Cam Akers going down. So I would say that Robert Woods, let's say he falls into the end zone four more times and he get he ends up with 10 touchdowns. Like now you are looking at a potential wide receiver one, you know, high end wide receiver two. I just like the upside with him. And like I said, somebody has to get the ball in LA Stafford's going to throw it. We know that I think cup cups, either going to have a good season for me or he's not, I'm not sure how him and Stafford are going to work. Stafford's really never been a slot guy slots. Stafford's been an outside-the-numbers kind of thrower, so I'm not really sure how to rank Cup, uh, but I like Robert Wood's potential, and I think Robert Wood's consistency has always been pretty good. He's always been a pretty consistent guy. Not not a lot of up and downs with him. You can pencil him in for you know, eight catches and 90 yards pretty much every week. So I like that. I like guys that are generally consistent.
1: Okay. My number 14, and by the way, the next two you're probably going to disagree with me a lot on. My number 14 is Tyler Lockett. Did you do 13?
0: It was CD. Okay, one. it was CD. Okay.
1: So your 14 is Lockett. Yes.
0: Okay, I don't have him. I have Julio at 14. Okay.
1: Lockett just signed a big contract extension, keeping him in Seattle for the next 4 years. Last year he saw the most amount of targets in his entire career at 132, and I honestly don't don't see that going down at all, especially with the addition of a new or the addition of a game to the regular season. What about the the draft pick of Dwayne Eskridge, though? That doesn't scare me much. Okay. I don't think – I think this is kind of the year where Russ is going to – they're going to say, hey, Russ, we want you to stay. We don't want you to leave because his contract is up this year. We don't want you to leave. So I think they're going to they're gonna turn away from their usual ways, and this is a very hopeful outlook on, on what the Seahawks do. Are they going to let
0: Russ cook?
1: They're going to shy away from the run-heavy offense they show towards the end of the, years, and end of the year, and they're going to say, hey, Russ, do whatever you want. And if they do that, I see DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett being able to both finish in the top 12 of every single receiver. Granted, Tyler Lockett, if you want inconsistency, it's okay, Tyler Lockett. Okay, thank you. Because I was just going to throw him into the Mike Evans
0: category because Tyler Lockett was a player I had last year in fantasy. And he had several, several like 3.5 point weeks. It. It got rough
1: with him towards the end. It, it is a scary, a scary guy to have on your fantasy team. Um, PPR is where I'm more excited to have a Tyler Lockett kind of guy because last year he had 132 targets, like I said. More targets this year with the addition of a game. So if the Seahawks do what I think most people should think they're going to do and finally let Russ cook and get the Seahawks to, this, to the playoffs like they should be every single year with that offense— I don't see Tyler Lockett being a guy I wouldn't want to have on my team it's fair enough
0: I I can't really disagree with you I'm down on Tyler Lockett just because I think you're going to just see more of DK Metcalf and a little bit of that Dwayne Eskridge kid who I actually like out of Western Kentucky uh sleeper wide receiver rookie late late round pick uh he could see a lot of value Lockett for me is tough because again he's pretty inconsistent like He'll have good weeks, and then there will be some weeks where you just can't count on him, so it's, it can be hard to deal with. Uh, I don't like guys like that in general. I like a solid 15 points. That's what I like. I like guys that get me 15 every week. You like Julio. you, Like you, I doubled down on one team is going to have two wide receivers in the top 15. I went with Julio. Julio has the same argument as A.J. Brown for me. I think the target share is just going to be ridiculous, and, you know, Julio's a guy that can get that can have four catches in a game but go for 125 yards. Like he's always been capable of that. I know his age is up there. I, I understand all that, but Julio should be healthy this year. He had a good offseason. You know, he wasn't pushed into the ground last year. They didn't beat him down. I am just expecting big things out of him. I think the offense is gonna tailor tailor to what he does best. Play action, reads, you know, beating one-on-one wide receiver or one-on-one corner coverage. That's what Julio does best. So I'm going to take it and put him at 14. I
1: think that's where it makes sense most for me. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I don't have Julio in my top 15, but I don't really know how much I've said this on the podcast and I really don't want to. But Ryan Tannehill is a quarterback I'm targeting in every single fantasy league I'm playing in this year because I like that offense as a whole. So, I mean, if you're listening and you share a league with me, Screw off, don't listen to that last part, and just take that with a grain of salt. I don't want Ryan Tannehill. But the offensive production on that entire team is just, I want every bit of that team that I can get. And if honestly, if I could get A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, I wouldn't uh, that's, complain.
0: That's a scary, scary thing to do, have two wide receivers from the same team. I don't know about that. And I then we both complain. we both had Amari at 15 now after the news. Well, but I, news. I mean,
1: I still have one more guy to add. Okay. Seeing as Amari took C.D. Lamb's spot, I have D.J. Moore. Oh god. <laughs> oh boy. Now for those of you that know me,
0: I am just I have been so far gone on the DJ Moore train since I drafted him three years ago in the fifth round, and he was just a big old Jesus Christ, goose egg like three weeks in a row.
1: I I am in the epitome of DJ Moore hell. I had him last year in fantasy and it was very stressful. You said, tried to trade him to every fucking person in the league and nobody wanted him. I did. Nobody wants him. I did. It's just he's always been a big yardage guy with low upside on the tight end low upside on the touchdown side of his game. I think the addition of Sam Darnold is still up in the air how they will do. We will see come week three is where I can finally make my definite decision if he is better off for those group of wide receivers than Teddy Bridgewater was. But I think he is. Uh, CMC is going to come in. That That's an extra target on the field in the passing game. You still have Robbie Anderson on the other side of the ball, and then Ian Thomas is their tight end. Terrace Marshall and David Moore. Okay. I'm not worried about either one of those. Uh, I, really? I not think Terrace off- Marshall I at think, all? I think that offense is dominant through, dominated through Robbie Anderson, DJ okay. Moore, and Christian McCaffrey. So, yeah, it, that's another risk. My last two were very high risk in the top 15, but – I'm not shying away from either one of those wide receivers at all. I, I think I'll deal with the stress of having both of them or just one of them if I if it comes down to it. But I, I would I would easily take either one of Tyler Lockett or DJ Moore on my team. And I'd rather shoot myself in the foot. I, I gotta I'm basically either one of those guys. I, mean, you're I would basically shooting yourself in the foot by drafting DJ Moore. So but it's sometimes you're shooting. Yourself I just in the foot. I
0: cannot get behind that guy. He is just the most stressful wide receiver I've ever dealt with, ever, I, other than one the year that I had Brandon Cooks with Tom Brady. like That's it. My, my four worst wide receivers I've ever had, DJ Moore is number one, Brandon Cooks the year he was with Tom Brady is number two, Mike Evans three years ago is number three, and Tyler Lockett last year is number four. Like <laughs> Those are my four. Just, God, stay away. Stay away from those four. I can't stress that enough.
1: All right, so that's it for our wide receivers. We will, Like we said earlier, we will do 16 through 30 next week along with our tight ends. But this week, we got a mock draft for you guys. We randomly generated the numbers of where we're going to be drafting. It is a 12-team PPR league, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense, and five bench spots. I randomly generated the number six, and Garrett randomly generated the number nine. So we will start it off.
0: This is we, you said PPR. This
1: is yep. a PPR league. Yes, okay. it is. All right, right. kick us off. Uh,
0: we'll see. Alvin Kamara goes number one. That's kind of so strange.
1: It's Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley is one through five. Andrew no. is now on the clock here. I am up. I am going to take Ezekiel Elliott. I'm at number shocked six. By that oh okay so and after me jonathan taylor and nick chubb in between us so you are up
0: so those go nick chubb was my target there and he went past me so i am going to be the first person to take one off the board i'm going to take tyree kill at number nine and then his counterpart travis kelsey goes immediately after him followed by aaron jones is that dk deandre hopkins after him i I can't scroll over this takes up the whole screen um Diggs and Eckler went 11-12. and 12. I can't see the 12th pick. It will not come up.
1: For Adams, me. Metcalf, Diggs. Okay, Eckler. Devontae Adams. All
0: right, so I am back on the clock, and I don't love my options here. Um, D-Hop is the top-rated player. Not loving that. How do I scroll down on this, on the player? I don't know. I've never used this <laughs> thing at all. Uh, I'm going to look... And double down on wide receivers here. Just because my top wa- the top-rated running back right now is Joe Mixon followed by Najee Harris. I'm going to go D hop I like to kind of bolster
1: the same position in the first couple rounds. And then in between us, Joe Mixon and Najee Harris go, which is a little bit unfortunate because that's kind of where I draw that line. I still have Antonio Gibson on the board. But I already have my number one running back, and I'm very confident if you listen to yes um uh, yesterday's podcast, you would know that I said I think Ezekiel will finish as the offensive player of the year. So I am going to take Oh boy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Antonio Gibson. I'm gonna stick with the dual running back round one and two. And like I've been trying to do every single year for the past two years. So, I'm very confident with that stack of running backs. I don't really see anybody else that I would want at that position and AJ Brown and Justin Jefferson, but we have our
0: first quarterback off the board. Patrick Mahomes goes in the second round to yep. team
1: 3. So, all of the big 3 tight ends around the board are off, the, off board. the board.
0: Yes. Kittle, Cal- Waller and Kittle go in the third round yep. along with DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards-Helaire. You are back on the clock. You've taken two running backs now. I'm assuming you're going to target
1: a wide receiver here. Yes, I am. And I'm going to target my favorite wide receiver, who I'm finally getting in a mock draft, Terry McLaurin. All right. That might be a little scary to most people, having Terry McLaurin as your number one wide receiver. I have no problem with that. I don't know if you would have any problem with having Terry McLaurin as your number one. You don't really have a problem right now because you have gone two wide receivers in the first two rounds. So I'm assuming you're targeting a running back. I am going to go with a running back.
0: I'm going to go with someone I don't normally take. I'm going to take David Montgomery. Okay. I like the uh, value. I don't like actually like the value here. I actually just kind of like the volume that he's going to get. I think there was maybe some more appealing options on the board there, but that's who I decided to go with. Since then, Josh Allen, Allen Robinson looks like cre- or
1: Chris Carson, Chris Carson, Mike Evans. And then now like you Evans. are on the And there clock. was a
0: tight end, too. What tight end came off the board?
1: I don't really think a tight end should have won yeah, off the Yeah, it, it was a
0: tight end. It's, yeah. a, it's orange lettering.
1: All right, we had a little bit of technical difficulties there. We figured it out, though. All right, Garrett is back on the clock at pick 4-4. Four, four. Um, in between his last pick, Josh Allen, Allen Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Kyler Murray, Chris Carson, and Mike Evans went off the board. So, you right now have Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, and David Montgomery. I'm assuming you're not going quarterback this early. No, it's too early for that. I don't really like the running back options
0: on the board here. I think I'm going to try to get value somewhere else. And I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson here. I think it might be a little bit early, but the running back value just isn't really what I want it to be. I mean, Daryl Henderson, Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin. I just, I'm just i not appealing to... None of those names are appealing to me. I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to reach on a tight end a little bit. I I don't know if it's a reach. I think Hawkinson's
1: going to have a lot of good value. Uh, So that's where I'm going to go. Okay. I would say that that's a little bit of a reach just because it's not one of the big three. But he is like the only target in Detroit right now. So I also see him having a very, very good year. Um, In between us, sadly, Julio Jones and CeeDee Lamb are off the board, and CeeDee Lamb is who I was looking at getting with this next pick. And sadly, I don't like any of the running backs right now, and all of the big three quarterbacks are off the board. So I'm going to just take the jump on what you said with Chris Godwin having a breakout year. And I'm going to take Chris Godwin. Well,
0: you kind of suck. I was kind of hoping he'd get back to me there, but I guess not.
1: After me, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, Travis Etienne, Robert Woods, Lamar Jackson, Kareem Hunt, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, Miles Gaskin. And I am on the board with two running backs and two wide receivers. Here I would be looking at another running back. It's James Robinson, Javante Williams, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds are all of the like guys that are going around this range and then wide receivers jamar chase adam thielen kenny galladay deontay johnson michael thomas none of them i'm really comfortable with so i'm going to take the last of the big five in my opinion tight ends and i'm going to take mark andrews um i could have built wide receiver depth which might have been a smarter decision but tight end position is just way too you need those points and if you have a guy that you can just plug in and never sit until the bye week I'll take that at pick five and just hope that a guy like Deontay Johnson Brandon Ayuk Adam Thielen one of those three guys kind of fall back to me and now you are on the board in between us Michael Thomas and Jamar Chase went off the board all right so
0: I'm going to go back to the running back spot here I'm going to grab my second Uh, Javante Williams is on the board. I am kind of in tar- I like to target rookies. That's usually a thing I'm after. Uh, second round pick for Denver. I think they're going to have to utilize him, so I'm going to go with Javante Williams. That's a, maybe a little bit of an upside pick, but you know what? I, at this point, I got to take some risks here because I'm not liking the way that my draft is turning out. I'm missing on some guys that I kind of wanted to get, and I am back on the board after Thielen, Russell Wilson. Mike, and Davis, and Mike Davis, Davis, Beckham
1: Jr., Noah Fant, and Kenny Galladay. All right, so no
0: players that I was really interested in there. Uh, it is back to me. I am going to go back to the wide receiver position, and I am going to take – I'm kind of having a little inner debate here. I'm looking at two Steelers. I'm looking at Juju and Deontay Johnson. Uh, I am going to go with Deontay Johnson. I think he might be the better pick of the two, even though I think Juju – is more talented. I like Deontay a little bit better. So that's where I'm going to go there. Now I have three wide receivers, so I'm clearly a wide receiver deep team. Isn't normally the way I attack a draft.
1: I like that pick. I think Deontay Johnson is going to finish off as the number one wide receiver in that offense. Sadly, right after you, my wide wide receiver pick and uh, Brandon Ayuk went off the board. Dak Prescott right after that. Brandon Ayuk is a guy that I'm very high on. I think he's another one of those second year guys is going to have a very big year in, in that san francisco offense now it's a pretty strong possibility yeah here i have zeke antonio gibson terry McLaurin, chris godwin and mark andrews i need to work on depth in both of my positions i know a lot of people not really myself are high on jalen hurts so i'm gonna i'm gonna take advice from other people here just because mike davis is a guy that i would typically be targeting right here in the sixth round but he went at the end of the fifth Sadly, and but he is no, team 12's number one running back, so I can't really blame them there. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the wide receiver that I feel like is gonna finish number two, in that Pittsburgh offense, and I'm gonna take Chase Claypool.
0: Okay, I think that's a bit of a reach for you, probably. But you've been high on Claypool, so I'm not gonna give you a load of shit for it.
1: I saw Claypool perform very well in the Hall of Fame game. I mean very well he had a 50 yard 50 yard catch that's all i really need to see out of a guy in a hall of fame game to realize that there wasn't really much regression so i'm fine taking taking a little bit of a reach there on him and then seeing all of these running backs that i really didn't want go off the board right after me and james robinson Chase edmonds melvin gordon and raheem mostert uh wide receivers off the board after me juju so all three pit wide receivers are off the board t higgins dj chark Devontae smith and two quarterbacks went off the board as well Right here is where I'm going to be looking at another running back or even my quarterback, but looking at the teams after me, only two of them really need a quarterback, and you're one of them, and I don't think you're going to be taking a quarterback right now. So I'm going to go with...
0: Let's also just be honest. Your quarterback target is Ryan Tannehill. It's a 12-team league. Tannehill is, I think, like the 14th-ranked quarterback.
1: I'm going to take another guy that I think can have a breakout year in the second year. I'm going to take Jerry Judy. So I'm very heavy on wide receivers right now, but I feel like the depth that I need at that position is very, very... It needs to be good, in my opinion. So I'm, I'm fine taking my fourth wide receiver right now. You were on the board after me, Leonard Fournette, and Mike Kosicki went. So I'm going
0: back to the rookie running back scale, and I am going to target Michael Carter, the Jets running back. I really have liked what I've seen out of him through training camp. I think he has a lot of upside potential, I also think that the Jets' backfield is completely empty and up for the taking. After that, Ronald Jones, James Connor, and I cannot read that name. Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon, another rookie who I was going to target on the way back through here. Then Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddell, and Debo Samuel. Samuel. All right. We are back to me. I think I'm looking at my fourth wide receiver here. I don't know how much longer I want to wait. And I'm going to wait. I am going to go quarterback now because I don't want to wait anymore, and there are still a couple teams that could use one. I'm going to go Tom Brady here. I have never had Tom Brady as a fantasy quarterback. That was an interesting selection. I've And Trevor Lawrence goes immediately after him. I think that's a reach on Trevor Lawrence.
1: I, I agree. And then Dallas Goddard follows. Um, I'm going to do something unheard of for me, and for the fifth time this draft, I'm going to take a wide receiver. I can now wait on my quarterback. There is one other team in this draft that doesn't have one, and they pick right after me right now. Um, I'm going to take Robbie Anderson. I think Robbie Anderson has that Robert Woods upside with the targets in <clears throat> sorry with targets in Carolina, and I have no problem taking him. I didn't get DJ Moore, but Robert a- Robbie Anderson is is touchdowns away from being a great wide receiver in fantasy. So with eighth round upside, I will take Robbie Anderson. And hope that another running back a running back a solid running back falls to me with this next these next few picks Damian Harris David Johnson and Kenyon Drake all come off the board
0: along with Matt Stafford and Jalen Hurts Jarvis Jarvis Landry
1: Irv Smith Rob Gronkowski and you are back on the board now David Johnson was the guy that I was looking to target in the ninth round and he went so now is where I'm going to take my quarterback just because we now see teams starting to take they're seconds and I'm gonna take Ryan Tannehill. Now I'm fine. Shocker. I'm fine not taking Son of a, bitch. a running back right now just because of the amount of teams right now that have a James Robinson-esque situation going on in their backfield, the Dolphins being one of them with Miles Gaskin. I can take a the third string guy in that offense and hope that he's the one that breaks out. The draft didn't work out how I wanted it to. The only pick that I'm kind of regretting right now is making that Mark Andrews pick in in the fifth and just not taking a tight end like Dallas Goddard or Adam Troutman later in the draft. So it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to.
0: Well, I'm incredibly annoyed because I was going to double up and take Antonio Brown right there, and he goes one pick right before me. Love when that happens. So I am still in the wide receiver market. I'm scrolling through the list here, and someone that I see some value with is Curtis Samuel here. So I'm going to select him. Uh, there's a few rookies on the board. I generally try to stay away from rookie-wide receivers. They're a little bit different than rookie uh, running backs for me, so I'm going to go Curtis Samuel here. I like his upside potential, and I like that he is clearly a staple in that offense.
1: Yeah, I I don't, don't have anything to disagree with there except for the injury kind of downside that he's had recently. He hasn't practiced much since June 1st, and that's not really something I'd like to see, and I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up on that PUP list come beginning of the season just because of how severe this injury has turned out. The good old pup. After you, Marquise Brown, Tyler Boyd, Zach Moss, Joe Burrow, Robert Tunyon, and Logan Thomas went off the board. Right now you have four wide receivers and three running backs along with your quarterback and your tight end.
0: Yeah, so right about now is when I really start hating the running back selection. Uh, It gets pretty thin. (laughs) And right now I am not loving my options. I am... Probably going to go back to the wide receiver position now. for now. Although, boy, oh, boy, this is, my God, who does this to to themselves?
1: Why does anybody ever want to play fantasy football? (laughs) So this is stressful. Yeah. It really is. I just want to use my situation right now as an example as why you can wait on tight ends and why the running back position is so, so like you need to fill up on them. I am at two running backs right now on my entire roster and we've done nine rounds of this draft and there's not a, a single running back on the board that starts 100% for their team.
0: So That is correct. Use but me. if you but right now if you go back to the tight end position, which is where you could get maybe a late round steal, you look at a guy Also, do you know that you gave uh, a 2-hour Time limit to make your picks. Yeah, I wanted us to be able okay. to explain our picks. I thought you gave more. two minutes per pick, and oh, I no. just see two hours. But like right now, uh, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Janu Smith, uh, Adam Troutman, Gerald Everett, Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Cole Komet. Yeah, those are the tight ends available right now. And I think of those, what did I just list? Six or seven guys. I think two of them could have legitimate value. I don't know which two could have legitimate value because the tight end position is absolutely a crapshoot, but somewhere in those guys there's value yeah so honestly at this point if you wanted to take a tight end now instead of one of the big five this is where you would get one I think and again you're taking a risk you might take a lot of zeros and twos on your record but or as far as your point scoring out of that position but there's also a chance that you hit on some upside
1: yeah and looking back in the fifth round I'm I'm seeing a Mark Andrews that I picked and I'm looking and I'm saying well, Mike Davis is a guy that I'm targeting in a lot of a lot of offenses. He has that Arthur Smith offensive coordinator, and I feel like that, that Atlanta offense is going to be rushing the ball a lot, and I wouldn't be shocked if we see Mike Davis getting 20 carries a game. So I should have just went with my gut and gone with the usual Mike Davis pick in the fifth round, and I didn't, and it's ending up screwing me over because I don't have a, a third running back to plug in come bye week or injury of Zeke or Antonio Gibson happens. So – just you need to be able to look when that happens, and be able to say, "Hey, well, maybe I don't need the tight end." And like you said, take a a Tyler Higby or an Adam Troutman, and say, "Hey, well, I'm probably not going to get 15 points a game, but are you surefire to get 15 points a game with anybody other than Travis Kelsey? No, so you don't do what I did and don't take a tight end unless you really want a top five tight end in the league, which isn't almost isn't guaranteed. But you are still on the board. Yes, I am. My time has not expired yet. I
0: have a two-hour time (laughs) limit. And maybe we'll just sit here for the next two hours and decide which shitty wide receiver or running back I'm going to take right now. But I'm going to make the selection. I'm going to go with Corey Davis. I'm not big on Corey Davis, but I think that because he's the number one receiver clearly in that Jets offense, that there's a potential for him to be a 1,000-yard receiver. So I don't love that pick, but I'm going to go with
1: it. Yeah. Now I'm on the board, I desperately need a third running back, even though they're not going to be a starter, but I'm looking at a pick, a player like Michael Pittman, who has serious upside to be the number one wide receiver in the, in the offense, but doesn't have a quarterback. So I'm going to do what I need to do, and I'm going to take a running back. I'm going to take A.J. Dillon, who has serious running back one upside if Aaron Jones gets hurt, and could even see more could even see more rushes in that offense in general with the production we saw at the end of the la- oh, at the end of last year. Deshaun Watson just came off the board. Yeah, in between my two <laughs> picks, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Michael Pittman, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, Naheem Hines, Devin Singletary, Michael Gallup, DeVonte Parker, Darnell Mooney and Elijah Moore all went off the board. Now here is where we I have four picks left in this entire draft. None of these wide receivers I feel like are worth taking at this pick running backs at the same time aren't but I'm going to take a, a reach at a rookie running back who is in a very Ooh. good he's in a very good offense You're for stealing my for running backs right now um I mean let me tell you guys my- Miles Sanders is not looking very good in camp he can he isn't catching the ball well again this year so I don't think they took Kenneth Gainwell for no reason I I want to say that he is their kind of guy to replace Miles Sanders come the end of the year. He I mean they wasted not really wasted, but used a fifth round pick on him. So that is the guy that I'm gonna take and just hope and pray that he takes that lead back role from Miles Sanders. Carry on Johnson? No. Nothing? Okay. No. Uh we are coming towards
0: the end of our draft here. Uh did you only do twelve rounds? Fourteen
1: rounds. Five bench spots.
0: Oh, I only see uh twelve rounds here. Oh, you probably gotta scroll down. Oh, maybe. Um like you I'm looking at another running back. Not a ton of value on the board, but I'm going to try to grab somebody here that I think has some potential because he might be the only guy that's worth a damn on his team. And that is Philip Lindsay for the Houston Texans. That situation is a nightmare. And there's a potential for Lindsay to have some value. I don't know what the backfield's going to look, look like at all, but Lindsay's been a guy in the past that's had some pretty solid games and some pretty solid numbers. So I'm gonna take him there. That's gonna give me four running backs. Uh I'm pretty comfortable with that and that number. And I just got skipped over
1: for some reason. No, you took Philip Lindsay after you, Trey Lance, Tony yeah. Collard, Henry Ruggs, McCall Hardman, T.Y. Hilton, Nelson Aguilar, you are on the clock. Doesn't show that I'm on the clock. Scroll down. I am down. Well, I assure you you are on the clock. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what happened here but we're going to go
0: you know we're going to go defense. We are going to be the first team to take a defense if it allows me to. And the defense that I have been targeting in most of my mock drafts has been the Washington
1: Football team. All right, and then after you Evan Ingram, Youngway Koo goes off the board. See, that shows that team 5 made that selection. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and and take my defense as well. Uh you took my number 1 defense. I'm going to take my number two defense just so I have one of those top top Ds and I can still take one of these these low-end wide receivers with high-end upside and or one of the running backs with high-end upside afterwards. I'm going to take the Rams defense. And then after me, Zach Ertz, Steelers D, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Rondale Moore, Justin Tucker, Ravens defense, Tampa defense, Johnu Smith, Cleveland Browns defense. I am up with two kickers off the board. Look, I'm going to take the number one kicker in the league. on the best offense in the league. I'm going to take Harrison Bucker.
0: Bucker was rough last year. I wasn't a big fan of his.
1: The other guy I'm targeting with my kicker position is a kicker on the second best offense, or I would say the second best team in the league right now. Uh, Ryan Suckup, I would say, is a, is a very big kicker target for me in that Tampa offense. So I'm going to stick with the guy that was pretty consistent for me
0: last year. I'm going to go back to Rex backs here and grab Rodrigo Blankenship. Had a lot of good weeks last year. Pretty consistent. Only missed a few kicks at the start of the year. Other than that, he was pretty not pretty lethal. Uh, some more kickers and defense have come off the board. Wow, once you take that first defense, everybody goes there. I love it. Uh, it looks like I am back on the clock now. And I think I only have one pick left to make here.
1: Oh, yes, let's see.
0: So I have five wide receivers. I have four running backs. I only have one tight end and one quarterback. So let's take a look at the tight end market. Oh, let's see. Adam Troutman is the best available. There's not a lot that I'm looking at there. I do like Troutman. I know you're into Troutman, too. I mean, He's... look at
1: that. This, that just goes to show we're in the last round of this draft, and Adam Troutman's yeah. on the board. Not a lot of value anywhere here. Now, right <sighs> now is where I would be looking at a guy that has handcuff to your your best Correct. running back. You don't have the be- like a, a guy that really needs to be handcuffed? Nope, I don't. So I would um, probably be looking at a handcuff if I were you. Or- which is something I am
0: doing. And with that, I'm going to take Chuba Hubbard, okay, uh, the Carolina Panthers running back. In the event that Christian McCaffrey goes down, I'd like to have
1: his backup, who's going to probably see a lot of touches. Now, I don't really see uh, Chuba as a, a handcuff to... CMC just because CMC was able to play at the end of the year, the Panthers chose not to play him strictly because they didn't want their number one to reaggravate something in a season that didn't matter. um I have Zeke. I should be looking at a Tony Pollard, but sadly he went off the board in the eleventh. But I'm going to take a guy that is always a handcuff and is always the first pick if the number <laughs> one if the number one running back goes off the board. Even though Russell Gage is on the board, which is a guy that. A low end wide receiver that I'm high on. He's in an offense with the best. The, he's the number two in his entire offense, and ever since Julio left, but I'm going to take Alexander Madison just because I need a running back, and I'm going to be looking for Dalvin Cook to get hurt, and not praying, but just hoping that that works out in my favor. So that's it for the draft. After us, four kickers go off the board, with the Titans as the last last pick for the team. One. So big takeaways from this: you can always wait on a tight
0: end. Yes. Target target running backs early. They are difficult to come by. I mean, I don't love my running back room here. I mean, I, I like that I got a couple
1: rookies, but really not feeling. Realistically, you and I are in the same boat. You have two starting. Well, one guaranteed starting running back right now, and I then don't, I don't think you can say that.
0: You ended up with Antonio Gibson and Zeke. I mean, that's that's a pretty respectable. Well, no, but two. you
1: you have guys that everyone's assuming is going to start by the end of the year. Like I assume Michael Carter is going to start the season as the Jets running back. But the only surefire starter you have is David Montgomery. Whereas on the other hand, you could have three very good running backs. Whereas me, I have two starters and then guys that are surefire backups, barring injury or just the number one sucking. And I took that risk on Mark Andrews. Well, it It could work out in my favor. I have a top five tight end, but I would be more comfortable with a guy that went undrafted in our draft in Adam Troutman. So just to review our teams, I have Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Robbie Anderson, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Dillon, Kenneth Gainwell, Los Angeles defense, Rams defense, Harrison Butker, and Alexander Madison.
0: To go over mine, I went with Tyreek Hill and D Hop at the top two spots, David Montgomery and T.J. Hawkinson. Then I went Javante Williams, uh, Deontay Johnson, Michael Carter, Tom Brady, Curtis Samuel, and Corey Davis. Philip Lindsay, the Washington defense, Rodrigo Blankenship, and Chuba Hubbard to round out the, my final pick. I don't have much to go on other than that. I did not love this draft for me. I am not a wide receiver guy. That was pretty painful for me, taking two wide receivers in the first two rounds. I'm not a fan of that. No. Although I think the value that I got, D-Hop and Tyree Kill, two f- top four wide receivers, I mean, I do like that. I'm I think s- if you can do that where you can get two top four guys at a position that is something to go after i think there's a lot of value there but it makes it difficult to round out you really have to look for value at the running back position after yeah. that it it does make it really difficult to stream that together but it, it, it's possible i've seen teams do
1: it i'm really starting to realize that in a 12 team draft uh six seven eight and nine are not spots that i want to be drafting in no I'm they're, looking they're at very difficult one through four or 10 11 12 kind of picks for me um so we might do another mock next week if we have time i doubt it i want to try to get as many mocks for you guys as possible with different kind of play styles but we do have a new segment this week if you want to introduce it
0: yeah so something that some people have trouble with is coming up with a good fantasy football team name so every week tamara our producer is going to read off, what did we agree on, three names or five names?
1: I have five right now. She
0: has five fantasy football names that you can use in your league so that you can dominate in the name game.
1: This is fun. I didn't know I was doing it every week. Yeah, don't be me. Uh, Every year my team starts as boats and hoes just because of the best comedy movie of all time, Step Brothers. And I'm desperately looking for team names revolving around my players. So I really like this. So my first ever fantasy name was Brady Gaga, so I have to mention that one. Fresh Prince of Air, I like that
0: one. Fresh Prince of Air, I like that.
1: <laughs> Cobra Kyler.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Mr. Rogers Neighborhood.
0: That's a popular one. I think a lot of people use that. I like that.
1: Well, I Googled all of these. I did not come up <laughs> with them. So <laughs> I
0: didn't think you did come up with them. You're not that creative. Come
1: on. <laughs> and my last one is Party Like a Gronk Star.
0: All right, I like that. I like Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and I like Fresh Prince of L.A.R. Air. I like Cobra Kyler. Cobra, that's my favorite one on this list. You know, I'm I'm a Kyler Murray guy, so that could, if I do end up with him this year, that is potentially a name that I might be going with. Even though, uh, Hale Murray was something that I really loved to stick at the Bills fans last year. That was really really fun. Uh, But that's gonna do it for this week, guys. Uh, Tune in next week. We're gonna be going over wide receivers, like we said, picks sixteen to thirty. And then we'll be tackling the tight end position, which we just got done saying you can wait till round 15 to pick potentially a good tight end. We will see you next week.